Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 68. It's Monday night, June 7th, 2021. Thank you for listening. We've got a special guest tonight. With us in studio is Josh Finelli. What up, man? What's up, man? How are you? What up, dude? What's going on, Bo? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, buddy. And Brian is also here. Hey. Hi. Thanks for joining us, guys. Let's have some fun. Let's talk some hoops, huh? We're going to talk about what we saw in the NBA this week. House of Hoops can be found on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. Or on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us at 901-365-75 and leave a message on the House of Hoops hotline. We hope you enjoy tonight. How's everybody doing? Doing so well. Good. So good. Good. What made you play the replacements? Why not? The Twin Cities band. Because they fucking rock and roll, that's why. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're <laughs> super badass. Bring some fucking energy, that's why, Bo. They're very good. Bo, what have you been up to this week? What's going on in your world? It's really hot here, believe it or not. Shut up. <laughs> Tell us about that, Bo. Please do. We're, we're in a swamp down in Memphis. What? How's Minnesota? Yeah, but y'all are like in the 80s. It's been like 95, 96, 97, 101. Dang. No end in sight. How are you coping? I'm, I mean, I'm totally fine with it. It's just tough with you know having little kids, and their school doesn't have air conditioning. Hmm? What? Yeah. Are they in the portables? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's a hundred year old public school in Minnesota. Why would it have uh That's why they have AC. I guess the kids aren't typically in school in June, so Oh, uh, they are. School goes to the this time every year. Okay. They, they start uh Labor Day every year too, so Yeah, this is summertime. Like they yeah, don't no. have summer. What's up with that? What else have you been up to this week, Bo? Anything interesting? No, nothing too interesting. I went to cut my grass today. I bought one of those. I think I talked about this. I bought one of those electric lawnmowers. Mm-mm. And the battery was completely fucking dead. The brand new battery. Well, you got to charge it first. I did charge. I, it doesn't even <laughs> register. Nothing. Zero. I've used it twice. Are you the guy that gets the iPhone out of the box and hopes it is like 100% you're ready to rock and roll? 
Absolutely not. No. No, he's not that. He's not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I bought a new drill a couple of years ago, and I I thought I was charging the battery, and I wasn't. It had to like click into position to charge. Well, like you set it on the charger, and then you had to like pull it to the side to click it. And I right. was setting it on the charger, and I was like, "What the what the fuck is wrong with this battery?" It turns well, out bought, something was wrong with me. Oh, there you go. Well, the, I know something's not wrong with me because I'd bought the the comp the complement of that ego is the brand and i bought a weed eater two years ago the same oh, brand yeah. they got good with stuff the, with the um intention of eventually buying the same lawnmower so i bought the ego like i said weed eater two years ago and so i have two batteries for the lawnmower and the weed eater now mm-hmm. and the weed eater battery works just fine plug it into the charger it, it recognizes it and then the new lawnmower battery you plug it in the charger no, no recognition zero Mm, nothing sucks so it's fine it's just kind of one of those you know you get something new and then of course it fucking is broken you know i've gone back and forth about this battery stuff like whether to switch from gas you know weed eaters whatnot to battery stuff and i don't know how long these batteries really fucking last like uh, the more i look at it they're like oh it might last a couple years might last three years it's like well, if I get something gas powered, it will last as long as I maintain it. It's That's pretty. It's, it's a weird thing where these batteries just don't have longevity, and they're expensive. Oh, they're fifty bucks for a replacement, which is not terrible. And you, it, I think you could, you probably pay fifty bucks of the life of a weed eater in gas. I paid more than fifty bucks for my drill battery. I don't know where that number is coming from, but. <laughs> Like drill batteries are like a hundred bucks. I don't know. Maybe I'm buying too nice a shit. I don't know. Is that all that big money you got? If I'm if I'm buying a if I'm buying a drill battery for a hundred bucks, that fucking thing better never ever die. Oh no, it's gnarly (laughs) and it doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've charged it like twice. (laughs) But uh that's crazy, Bo. So what you got like a warranty on that thing or what? Yeah, I'm sure I do. It's just you just have to like can't mow the lawn. No, I well, I have the extra the extra battery from the weed eater, so I'm, I I was able yeah. to do it. Um, I remember it's just it's just a pain in the ass, you know. You can't you got to now you got to call them and yeah, I got to find the receipt. And, well, it's being an adult, but yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I remember when you used to mow your lawn with one of those like uh, lawnmower man mowers, the fucking oh, the- push blade. Like it just had a bunch of blades. Oh yeah, the old yeah, one. Yeah, the old yeah. one. Son. Yeah, yeah. Just back and forth, back and forth, like a fucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> that thing just it does not. That one did not work. My dad got that at a garage sale. It did not work very good. That shit was hilarious. I remember watching you use it once, and you were like, "See, look, you just do this." And I was like, "You get nowhere." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sharpen those blades up. Oh, what a nightmare! All right, let's switch over to Brian. Brian, what have you been up to this week? I mean, uh, I know what you've been up to. I know what you haven't been up to. My week was not as interesting as Bo's. Uh, I went to two <laughs> Grizzlies playoff games. <laughs> I know what you haven't been up to, and that's podcasting. <laughs> what the fuck have you been doing, dude? How was the games? Our, our, our in-arena reporter, Brian Clark. <laughs> I went back and listened, and uh, I was I was feeling pretty good at halftime <laughs> when you hit me with the Zoom link. Yeah, the game. that was fun. 
Um, so we went to we went to the game three. Uh, we had bought tickets for that. We sat at the club level. Um, one day before the podcast, I got a call from um, our good friend and, and listener, Mike Z. Yeah. Shout out, Mike Z. Shout out. He made our graphic. With your, with your bad self running things. He made our graphic, the one that's on like the show. Nice. Uh, whatever the fuck you call it. Mike's a good dude. I've known Mike for over 20 years. Mike, actually, Mike actually hired me at the restaurant that we work at. <laughs> he's always uh, down to clown. He's a, he's a good dude. Well, so his, um, his sister, um, she gets courtside tickets, floor seats, uh, from like a client. She's a, she's a veterinarian. Mm. Somehow, I guess these, these people who have floor seats take their animals to, to see his sister often. Um, and so Mike got the call at two o'clock in the afternoon. His sister says, Hey, I've got the seats. Um, you want, can you go to the game tonight? He's like, well, of course. Yeah. She calls back at four and she says, you know, I've decided I've had a kind of a rough day at work. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go to the game. I want to transfer the tickets to you. Do you think you can find someone who wants to go to the game <laughs> and sit on the floor? Yeah. So of course, yes. Tough sell. I wasn't the first person he called, but I was the one that, that could go and said yes. Um, so, so we went down. How far down the list? I was the se- I was you? the second person. I was the second person he called. Uh, that's disappointing. I he was basically you'd be further down the list. He fi- he followed the work <laughs> chain of command. If I had said no, he he said he would have called you next. So, uh, yes. you can take that to heart. Um, I would have passed because we had a podcast <laughs> that night. <laughs> Actually, when he when he when he first called, I was like, "Well, man, I got to do the podcast with Jeff tonight." <laughs> And he goes, uh, okay, do you do you want to, like, call him? <laughs> like, he realized how ridiculous the situation, like, no, I don't, I'll just, I'll no. go. <laughs> what am I thinking? Come on, man. Yeah. We need you there. Yeah. The podcast needs yeah. you at the game. Um, but the experience was interesting. So being on the floor, you had to, we had to get COVID tested mm-hmm. um, before we could enter the forum. Vaccination card was, was not enough. Mm-hmm. Um so you go up, I, th- I think the, I think it was Atlas healthcare was doing just that. They just had a tent outside on the Beale street entrance. Mm-hmm. So got tested. We went and kind of hung out with a bunch of other people outside waiting on the results, got results back in about 15 minutes. Uh, they emailed them to us at that point. We were able to go kind of do what we wanted to before the game. You can go to a bar, you can do some stuff, but once we got into the forum, we could not leave uh, the floor area, we were only able to congregate with people who had who had tested negative for COVID. So couldn't go out on the concourse, couldn't go to the pro shop. They have like an Audi club that's kind of uh, underneath uh, the baseline seats. Food, they had a big buffet with some really good food. All the food and beer was free. Yeah, um, I know this area. Cocktails, they did charge for cocktails, and they were foreign prices. It was like 12 bucks for a single, 18 bucks for a double. That's a shame. It should all be free. I agree. What did you drink? Started on beer, and then for good luck, switched to Hennessy and Coke. Didn't work. Which was Did not, not work. good luck. <laughs> Did not work. Did not work. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, just had had a good got to sit on the floor. Yeah, it was awesome. It's Dude, quite the fucking experience. Zebo was like five seats away from us. Yeah, that's fun. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. tell me more about the Zebo sitting near you. He was he was there. <laughs> You would you you would, I'd tell the story right? Why I have not? to tell it. So, <laughs> who cares? So as we're leaving, uh, we're walking we're walking down the hall towards the exit, 
And uh, I'm like, hey, here, this is our, this is my shot. I'm gonna like fist bump Sebo. Yeah, what up, dog? Hey, so I'm like, so so at the end of the fourth quarter, he was talking to a guy who was kind of up in, in um, the plaza level, the lower level. What's up, champ? And uh, they're they're talking, <laughs> and he's like, come down, come down. He's like, I got you. Come on down here. Uh-huh. It was just a it was a guy in like a like a Grizzlies jersey and jeans, uh-huh. flat bill cap. You know, he's just he's just like a dude, dude. You know, and they're standing watching the end of the game together. And so anyway, Zebo gets up to leave, and I mean, I'm literally a couple seats behind him, so I'm walking like right behind him on the way out. So like, hey, Zebo, you know, he turns around, give him a fist bump. Mike gives him a fist bump, and we look over, and the the guy that he had called down to the floor is holding like the this enormous wad of hundred dollar bills, and he's just <laughs> counting them out. What the fuck? And then he hands Zebo this wad of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Me and Mike are like, what did we just witness? (laughs) What is, what just happened? And it's very, it's very just nonchalant. Yeah. You know, just like that. Just money. I mean, I'm standing with the, yeah, the the money passes right in front of me. Yeah. Like, oh. It's no big deal. I'm like, all right, Zebo, I'm going to go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, big boy. Holla. I am assuming that it was a, that it was some sort of gambling debt. That's quite an assumption to make. Who knows? I'm assuming that the guy in the Grizzlies jersey yeah. bet Zebo that the Grizzlies would win. Yeah. And Zebo bet on his guy, Mike Conley. Well, it's a good fucking bet either yeah, way. Sure. I, I, I would bet on the Grizzlies to win one home game. Sure. In the playoffs. But it was a, it was just very – it threw me off guard. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, am I supposed to be standing here? They're counting all this money. <laughs> oh, you don't care who sees you with all this money because nobody's going to fuck with you. Nobody's fucking with Zebo here, yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to follow you out because you're probably parked in a fucking player's lot. Probably, yeah. He's probably he's probably he's probably going out towards the buffet and going like he then he just dis- he probably walks behind the buffet to leave. Yeah, there's a parking garage right there. You just walk yeah. down those stairs mm-hmm. and you're in that parking garage. Yeah. It's fun to sit on those floor seats, man. There's a lot of shit that goes down down there. Yeah, I mean you hear all the chatter, yeah. you know. It's fun. You hear what everybody's what everybody's saying to each other. It was I've only uh, sat down there one time and it was quite the experience. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. I have never sat down there. I don't think I could trust myself to sit down there. You've got to do it, man. It's hard to get a hold of the seats, oh, to yeah. be honest. Oh, like, you no you pretty much have yeah. to know somebody. Yeah. yeah. you got to know somebody to know somebody. Like, you can have fucking $2,000 all day. Like right. You can have $2,000. It's not a problem. But to <clears throat> the availability of those seats is something I just don't know that, rare. especially in a playoff situation. I don't know that I'd, yeah. I'd trust myself to keep my tongue well so you can't so you had well, to wear your mask around. the entire time in the seat well, i'm not floor. worried about the mask i'm saying like just a and you can't mask. Like, you can't eat or drink at your seat like you well, had to go that back counts and grab me a beer out. so I, I mean you could you could go back to the bar and grab i mean you could you could go back to that bar and watch the whole game back they had big screen tvs everywhere yeah but who wants to watch the game at the bar while i mean maybe you, had, you if you want to drink a lot of beer but I'm saying, could you not bring like a sixer back and put it down between your no, legs? Nothing. No, no, Josh, you have no. to have your mask on because uh, you're on TV. You're count, a, count me out on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit at the house and drink beer. That game. <laughs> I think if you were, I think if you had the experience, you would you would change yeah. your team. But you see, there again, though, he's talking out of his ass. But I, but there again, though, I feel like if you like somebody runs down the court, it's a tight game situation. You know, they have to say something. There was one guy that they had to keep saying something to because he was like, you know, chin diapering it. And he was ye- kept yelling at the refs. And then he'd be like, "You got to." Mm-hmm. It's they weren't, they weren't getting on to him for yelling at the ref. They were getting on to him for having his mask down. You know. Yeah, it's appearances. Yeah, they have to keep up the appearances. There could be. I mean, there could be players that aren't vaccinated. 
No, <clears throat> uh, we didn't play the Lakers. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like fun, man. That's a good experience. I'm glad you were able to share. Zebo, that's fun. Anytime you're around Zebo, it's fun. He's so likable. Oh, I mean, he just, I, I was just watching him. Yeah. You know? It's like a method- he was having, methodical. He was having a blast. He's like a methodical creature, but he's just a dude like anybody else. Yeah. But he just knows a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was he was getting like swarmed. I mean, every, every oh, anybody yeah. and everybody was walking. I mean, because I'm everybody assuming he, the court, the people that could sit courtside have sat there for years and they all, yeah. you know. I used he's to one see of the greatest guys. We, they, did oh, a, okay. they, they did a Toys for Tots deal. This was probably, I don't know, a handful of years ago. And um, this was back when. I think this was when Jaeger was still an assistant. I can't remember who the head coach was, but anyways, I showed up over there. And Hollins, probably. Yeah, yeah, it had I think been it Hollins, was Hollins, yeah. yeah. And um, anyways, you went through this whole lot. Like you walked in, you dropped your toy off at the at the front or whatever, and then you got to bring something in that you wanted to get signed. So, anyways, I brought an NBA basketball, like an official NBA basketball, and then I brought an NBA basketball for myself to get signed by the whole team. And I got to Zebo. Well, right when I got to Zebo, he stood up to go to the bathroom. Anyway, long story short, he comes back. And I told him, I said, uh, I was like, man, I was like, come on, bring it in for the real thing. Just give, <laughs> just come on, give me a hug. And uh, he couldn't have been nicer, dude. He was uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, then when I made my way down to Tony Allen, and I asked Tony Allen about the O.J. Mayo thing, <laughs> and he wasn't too kind about it. <laughs> you don't want to hear that shit, man. God damn it. Overstepping your boundaries. I asked him. I was like, "What?" I just got. I was like, "What? What happened with that?" And he just kind of looked at me. I was like, "Never mind." Just, just, just. Sign- like signature right here, please, sir. Well, Josh, uh, the prettiest mouth in the South. What have you been up to this week? <laughs> the prettiest mouth in the South. Oh, Lord, man, I don't know. Taking care of kids, watching basketball, you know, um, living life. Yeah. You know. Have you been talking hoops with anybody this week or anything like that? I feel like you're getting at something. No, I just want to know what what's going on in your world, man. You know, no, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of watch some hoops and hang out and try to keep up with uh, keep up with what's going on. But we went to uh, mm-hmm. we went to a fishing rodeo last weekend. I want to hear all about it. A fishing rodeo. Yes. What the fuck is a fishing rodeo? <laughs> so. All right, let me explain to you a fishing rodeo. There's about 80 fucking kids everywhere at this fishing rodeo. And it's completely designed ass backwards from what fishing is supposed to be. Okay? So you all go around this lake and, like, kind of pick your spot. You throw a bobber in, and whoever catch, you know, the most weight overall wins the entire fishing rodeo. And they have it broken up into different age groups or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it always ends up being the parents, you know, catching the fish and giving it to the kids. Well, this one son bitch catches a damn nine pound catfish, and this thing is as big as my damn arm. This thing is huge, and so obviously he, his kid wins or whatever. And you know, we had a good time. So we did the fishing rodeo last weekend. Um, we're supposed to go this weekend to go do a different one, and so yeah, we did that. Went out to eat a few nights. I don't know. Just, you know, as much as you can do with a damn, you know, twenty-two week pregnant wife and two kids. <laughs> Did you do anything uh, irresponsible this week? Anything fun? 
trying to feel like you're hinting at something. I'm not, dude. Oh. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something I don't know? I feel like at this point, like there's something that you're not telling us. That um, you you feel like anything. you shouldn't tell us. I didn't, I didn't do anything irresponsible <laughs> this week. Um, trying to save my pennies up. We're going to the lake next weekend for Father's Day weekend. I guess, no, wait, two weekends. I don't know. Hell, I don't know when Father's Day is. Um, and then we're going to the beach next month. I think it's like the 20th or something, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but when's Father's Day? It's in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. it's a couple so weeks. A yeah. couple weeks. The 20th. Yeah. I don't know. Shit, I don't know. My anniversary is June 26th. It's July 4th. No. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot fireworks off for it. I don't know. Still, It's June 20th. That was right. Yeah, June 20th. Um, it's just like just too much shit going on. It's just too much, man. I don't know. We're, we're just getting getting primed up for summer, trying to keep them damn kids. Bo looks like he's about to fucking just kill somebody. <laughs> he's like got his hand on his forehead and he's shaking his head. He's like, it's too much, man. It's too much. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I, I gotta take I, a I gotta, Xanax, dude. <laughs> no, it's Most, like I, all right. I gotta get a fucking anniversary gift, and I had. Is that difficult? Oh, I can tell you yeah. what I did this weekend. So I don't like I, buying shit. Hold on, Josh. Hang on. I'll what? get her some Bitcoin. Bitcoin. It's great. <sighs> That's not going to be a good gift. It's a great investment. Promise. I don't know. Like, I, I get her jewelry, but it's like, I don't know if she likes it. And, uh, you know. Like, what do you buy somebody? Like a mini fridge or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Brian, what what's a good what's like what's an anniversary gift you get? Look it up online, dude. You're supposed to get like a certain gift every like oh, milestone like, or whatever. Oh, it's already like determined. Yeah, you just fucking Google that oh, shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. I don't understand why you're making it so difficult. Yeah, everything doesn't no, have to be so hard. That's really a great idea because then you buy your wife something and she knows you put no thought into it. Just go on to Amazon and Google. I got they you the thing that. I was supposed to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not married. <laughs> what does she do in her spare time? Hangs out with me and the kids. Come on, man. What kind of? We don't. Ha- we don't have hobbies, Jeff. We have three kids, and she works sixty hours a week. What does she buy for herself when she's buying shit for herself? Because obviously, she's not just putting all this money away. Clothes. What's her yeah, favorite place to go get clothes? I'm not getting. Why don't her you get, pick get... something out from there? You don't oh buy my... women clothes. Do no, fuck no, that. No. Oh, you guys are fucking scared. Uh, you guys are pussies. Bo, I did. I actually fucking pussies, man. I did. Actually, All right, Jeff, I'll take your advice and let you know how it goes. Buy her something from a place that she likes, that you something that you like. I have terrible taste. This has been another episode of marriage advice from the not married fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is gift giving advice, which uh, I usually excel at quite. Right, I want to hear what Vanelli has to say. Yeah, right. what? So I bought this hat, so I can tell you this because I know my wife. She, she may listen to like the first five minutes. Of the show after you bought her a hat. I bought her a hat. Okay, let's strike one. Like you already fucked up. But on the hat, it says, <laughs> "Show me your butthole." <laughs> okay, you fucked up again. <laughs> Is she going to appreciate that? Where, where, no, like, she's going to hate it, but it's going to be hilarious, though. Right. This is a true story. What a waste he, of money. Because he sent me a picture of the hat on Amazon. <laughs> told me he was buying it for his wife like two days ago. It's either going to be a push gift or an anniversary gift. We're I, don't even think, I don't even think I responded. <laughs> <laughs> you bought your wife a hat that says, show me your BH. Butthole for those that don't know that. <laughs> to be fair, you said it is a woman's hat, though, right? It is. It actually says woman women's you, hat. You like, said you were going to buy it for yourself. I was going to buy it for myself. Yeah, I was going to buy it for myself and wear it to the beach and the lake. And then I also bought myself a koozie 
that has this little punch deal on the side of it with a straw so you can shotgun them. And, like, yeah, I'm going to bring it to the podcast here in a few oh. weeks. Yeah, that's going to be fun. In a few weeks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She'll appreciate that. Yeah. I, I know your wife. She She's... <laughs> She's going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like uh, me and Josh have been hanging out for like three hours already before <laughs> we, we started recording this. But <clears throat> I guess we should talk some hoops, huh? Yeah. Hey. What do you think? Let's do it. I'm not even going to talk about me at all. It's a waste of time. I had like something prepared about watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something, but it's not really not important at all. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I've been pleasantly surprised. I'm going to say this one thing. I've been pleasantly surprised this post-Grizzlies season. There's been little to no like post-Grizz depression. Have you guys felt this way? I don't know if you regularly get postseason depression from the Grizzlies. <laughs> I feel like you went through like ju- just a day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, so? a, there was a few days that I feel like, like I, I kind of. Yeah. I feel like the next day at work, Jeff was like kind of bummed out. It's like, oh, whatever. But I feel like that we set ourselves up for it because it's such a young team. It's to possible. Work. I might have just been hungover. <laughs> maybe. From watching the game. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, did we, we didn't expect the playoffs this year, I don't, I don't feel like. so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know one person didn't expect the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. I, I had them out. I didn't think they were going to make it to the play-in games either, but no. I think that I don't think I did. I think it was reasonable to assume they would be like on the outside looking in close. It's a good way to not get your hopes up and be pleasantly surprised if it does happen. Yeah, but then they go and win game one, and you're like, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was fucking on after <laughs> yeah. the first yeah. win. But that's what I'm kind of saying is I think that maybe it is because they made the playoffs that it really didn't affect me as much as maybe it has in previous years where you're like, oh, the season's over. Fuck, like, what are we going to do now? Like that see like it it didn't end disappointingly. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. They made the playoffs. Uh the season didn't end in bad terms. It wasn't a letdown. I guess subconsciously I was pleased with how the season as a whole went and I was proud of our young Grizzlies. Making the playoffs is always a good thing. I'm really excited about the future. Of the Grizzlies. I think a lot of people are. I don't think that's just me. I'm looking forward to next season. I'm excited to see what management does with the roster. I'm excited to see how our players grow over the summer. There was no letdown. We got to experience a solid growth season. You could legitimately see growth in players on the team throughout the season if you were paying attention. It's all... Sunshine and balloons over here. It's all puppies and smiley faces. The future's bright. The team is young. I mean, that's something to be excited about. I don't think uh, they take a step back, you know? Like, we don't have to, like, we didn't fire our head coach. We're not Portland. (laughs) Like, we didn't underachieve. We overachieved. 
the depression that I usually would have at the end of the season has been replaced with optimism. The glass is half full. Let's get on with it. Let's get to the news. Bo, you got any news this week? <laughs> There's a whole lot of news to There's unpack. There's a fucking lot of news. <laughs> Let's spend an hour on news. <laughs> we very easily could. You could. And I'm ready to go that hour. Well, let's start see? with something. What was like the, well, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Something obvious, but something that we've talked about on the podcast a lot this this season. And something positive. Tom Thibodeau is the wins head coach of the year. Yes. Who picked him to win, Jeff? Let me check our records. Jeff has receipts. Uh, yeah, I keep everything, actually. Check um, the paper trail. Yes, New York's. Thibodeau wins. Who did Bo pick? I think when we made this pick, he was like in sixth place for the Vegas odds. My records aren't entirely accurate here. <laughs> I mean, we talked about, like, go back and listen to our episode where we talk about NBA player awards. But that I did not do. I'm not going to do it. But we had talked about Doc Rivers, Steve Nash, Monty Williams, Thibodeau. And we also talked about Billy Donovan for the Bulls, which was wishful thinking, I think. Quinn Snyder was one that I thought was fair. Monte Williams, fair. But you can't be mad about Thibodeau. I mean, how, how do we feel about this? Uh, Bo, I think you called Popovich coach of the year. I don't remember. Is that what I picked? <laughs> I, I, dude, my notes are so unclear. I just wrote I, down names. I, I have a hard time <laughs> believing I would have picked Popovich, but... I'll, it's I'll, circled I'll, under your name. That's all I know. It says Popovich Bo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to go back and listen, but Yeah, I don't know. That um I think it's fair. Like he took the Knicks from the bottom to a mid grade. It's oh, almost yeah. it's almost like Grizzlies East. Like Atlanta could be Grizzlies East, but I think it's fair that he won it. What's the biggest factor of New York being a better team this year? What's the biggest factor? Um, the fact that they have a future. The fact that they have. No, the factor that they won this year. Well, they won, yes. What, it was, it was, what was the big? Yeah, obviously it was Thibodeau. Like there was, there's no question about it that everything they did surround was surrounded by coaching. The fact that they were successful. Well, also they had a they had a player that took the leap. Who won most improved player? It's true. Julius Randle. But who got that player to that point? Who made that player play 40 minutes a night? <laughs> who, <laughs> who, who, who didn't play Julius Randle? Right. Previous coach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think it's fair. You could make a case for a handful of coaches in the NBA probably. Vanelli, who would you have picked for coach of the year? I probably would have gone with Monty Williams. Mm -hmm. Which is fair. I mean, he was in our discussion. I think it's totally fair to think that Monty Williams would win that award. Finishing second in the Western Conference, a tough Western Conference. But, of course, everybody wants to say, well, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the coach of the year. Well, I think Monty Williams does more than just allow Chris Paul to fucking run the team. 
I think you have to coincide though with like your star player. Like when it comes to like sure, and I think he has. <clears throat> when it comes to like Chris Paul, like you got to give you give him the reins, obviously, to run the team. But like, and obviously, Chris Paul and Devin Booker kind of have that one to one connection. But like you were saying before the show with DeAndre Ayton, like that, yeah. like Chris Paul has no earthly idea about how to run that position where DeAndre Ayton is down low. So where like that that becomes more of like his his thing to where you like you pull him mm-hmm. aside and you're like, hey man. Look, I think like, Monte Williams has done a lot of one on one work with DeAndre Ayton and uh, with confidence and being successful at playing his position and how he can just improve on his game. He's not trying to change his game; he's just trying to make him better. I think he's really like a like a player's coach in that sense where he's very good at communicating with his players. I think Monte Williams is a great coach and and he. He probably deserves to be in consideration for coach of the year as long as it they continue to win in Phoenix. No doubt. Billy Donovan, no. That was a bad pick on my part. But, yeah, okay, Thibodeau won it. Steve Nash probably could have won it too. Yeah, but I don't really feel or like – Or Quinn that, Snyder. I don't, I don't really feel like, though, that, that Steve Nash really – like when you say coach of the year – Mm-hmm. Like you think of that, and you say, "Okay, somebody that has molded a lot of these guys are like." That's not all grow. coaches do, though. That's I mean, not all coaches do. Some coaches just make shit work. Right, but I mean, you put different lineups in there. But that's what I'm getting to is like, there's a lot that the coach does. But I'm saying, when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on one lineup, like it's really easy to be a coach and be like, "Okay, well, you could fuck it up too." Well, you can, yeah. You can fuck that up. But I'm saying though, where they are now. <laughs> So where like you can, I mean, for the most part, you play in the East and you got those three players. You can kind of send them out there and be like, "All right, well, you know, win the games that you can. Let's get to playoffs and let's start a zero and zero record. And, like we can go from there." There's also other players that have stepped up, like Landry Shamlet for the Nets. There's other players involved. I think uh, Nash has like doesn't get enough credit because like people do say like like you're saying like oh well they got three MVPs on one team, but. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done to tie in the other guys as role players and use them appropriately and also to keep all of his star players fucking happy as shit and somehow got them coming into the playoffs all healthy. Harden went down last week, but he got everything to come together. Like That doesn't just happen fucking without direction. Yeah, well, I mean, Nash... All those role players were ready for the playoffs and had experience because they didn't really have a choice. Because no, none of those guys were, he- I feel like <laughs> none of those guys were healthy at the same time in Brooklyn. Yeah, they kind of worked them all yeah. in, and that's yeah. coaching to be able to orchestrate that to where it sure. works out. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, I picked. Uh, it looks like I picked. I picked Quinn Snyder, maybe, and Doc Rivers. <laughs> uh, there's two names. There's two names. So I don't know if I just hedged. And then it says yes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, those guys ended up coaching the, the two top seeds, but I feel like the coach of the year is the, should be the coach of the team that improves the most yeah, from the that's year before. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's a big factor for me. Like when Hubie so, won it? Right. For Memphis? T- Thibodeau winning, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Like, I think. No, yeah, I agree. I think I think that he's he's led the Knicks to a, yeah. a pretty good place. I think so. Even though they failed in the playoffs, but that's, you know. Sucks that their owner's an idiot, but. He's blues, Josh. He's blues. I think he's self self destructive. He just likes singing the blues. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to set it up and knock it down. 
<laughs> was born under a bad sign. James or something. Dolan. Yeah. Born under a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, will you grab me a beer? You grab me that grab me that pickle beer. Well, what else have you seen in the news besides uh I mean we, did well, we get your opinion? I'm sorry. <clears throat> did we get your opinion on the coach of the year? Uh no, I I, I kind of set my opinion out there leading with that, I feel like. I think Tibbs earned it and deserved it. Yeah. I think so. I don't think anybody yeah. can argue that, really. Like, oh, no. somebody else could have had it. Fine. But trying to argue that he didn't deserve it is silly. I don't know. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah, and plus, you know, he was cast away from Minnesota and then mm-hmm. comes to New York and... Well, New York has new management with Leon Rose running things, so it's you know I think things are looking up in New York, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I remember vividly you and I fucking loving that hire when it happened, that New York hire. I remember yeah, it. Let me know when he doesn't win basketball games. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, at least you and I absolutely being on board with Thibodeau getting another job. All right. What else you got? Okay, so that there's more coaching news. We can, I think we can kind of gloss over this one real quick and then hop to the big one. Okay. Um, Terry Stotts is not coming back to Portland, and there was some weird Dame Lillard, Jason Kidd thing. Yeah. And I think we kind of leave it at that. It's too bad that. I don't want to leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I I felt like I don't know. Like the correct me if I'm wrong, but the Blazers went to the West Finals last year in the bubble, 2019, the year before. Oh, the year before, that's what it was. And then the Nuggets were the ones who who beat the Blazers, and then they went to the West Finals in the bubble. That's what it was. Um, I don't know. I think Stotts is a good coach, but I guess it was time for a change, and that's fair. Stotts will get another job. Looking back at that move for Norman Powell, I feel like that's like, I feel like they made that management made that move and they were like, all right, man, like this is our swing. If we can't do anything after this move, right? I think that was kind of like the final, you know, the death knell for Terry Stotts. Hmm. I don't think he's to blame. I, I mean, I agree. I agree, but. I mean, he had what nine years in Portland. He did. That's a that's a long stint. That's a long ass time for an NBA coach. He had a decade to get it done. I mean, they've had injury issues. You know, I mean, I I, I don't I don't put their failures on him. Does Stotts deserve to take the blame because he did whatever the fuck Dame Lillard wanted to do? I mean, I don't know. I think you, if you have Damian Lillard on your team, you kind of let him. So why is I I you think it I think the GM's fucking saving his ass. I think it came down to is it at the players or is it the coach? And he said it's not the players, those are my players. It's the coach. Oh well I mean, dude, let's let's be honest. Anytime a coach gets fired, it's the GM saving his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably on his fucking way out. Yeah. If this shit doesn't fucking if this ship doesn't write, uh whatever his name is, I can't remember his name, but he's been, yeah. yeah. He's been in the fucking media all over the place. He's next to go if if he doesn't get this shit right. 
I guess, you know, making the playoffs just isn't good enough for Portland. They need to see growth. Two years ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals. What I thought was interesting, and Bo brought it up already earlier, was Jason Kidd was quickly linked to the job by Damian Lillard saying out loud in public that he wanted Jason Kidd, which I thought was just gross. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kidd is the guy <laughs> who beat his wife and allegedly kicked her in the stomach while carrying his child. That's a big no-no. This guy's got DUIs. Like, and, and I don't think uh, Portland as a whole in the sports community and fan base really liked that uh, Damian Lillard nominated this guy was there i didn't see was there blowback on that for for, for damian lillard i didn't see that but i sent you the link to that story oh, I, yeah i started i started reading it and then i stopped um, <laughs> I jason kidd title. jason kidd almost immediately took himself out of consideration saying basically he wouldn't take the job he said something like i, I know what happened he saw what was happening online oh, people yeah. were pushing back he didn't want to take the job, basically saying that he felt it would be uncomfortable taking the job just because Damian Lillard wanted him to mm. take it. That's what he said. I think that he took himself out of the running because he's going to be the next Lakers head coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, I read Chauncey Billups, Jeff Van Gundy, Mike D'Antoni, and Juwan Howard have been linked to the job. And that's another thing is is Lillard said he liked Chauncey Billups and like I don't have a problem with Chauncey Billups, but the people of Portland say that back in like I don't know what year it was, like Billups when he was in Boston mm -hmm. was like in some like rape allegations. Uh, oh, okay, okay, uh -oh. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like him, it was like him and a buddy. So the people of Portland are like, okay, so Damian Lillard nominates the wife beater and the alleged rapist. Gotcha. Because Lillard said Billups and Kid, And they're like, what the fuck? Which, uh, I mean, they've got a point, but that was a long fucking time ago. Mm, doesn't make Damian Lillard look like the best judge of character, maybe. Sure. Or the guy that should be picking the fucking head right, coach. Right, right, right. I have a theory, and you guys listen up now. Josh, I don't know what you're doing right now, but listen. <laughs> Looking at the stats. What about Mark Jackson for Portland? Dude, the, if, it, if it gets him off of television, yes. <laughs> one of the biggest issues that came up with Portland was their lack of defense. Mm -hmm. Mark Jackson's a defensive-minded coach. He, he set the Warriors up to win, did he not? Uh, if you ask him, he certainly did. <laughs> Can he do for Portland what he did for Golden State? No. What, get them set up to make the no. playoffs? <laughs> no. Not to make the playoffs, but to win a championship. I yeah. think maybe it's an opportunity for him to prove himself that he was the guy that could have taken that team over the hump. And if you think about it, this, the situations are very similar. Between Golden State and Portland now. Golden State then and Portland now. Yeah. If you think about it, the backcourt, it's Steph and Clay, it's Damian and CJ. 
I think Mark Jackson's my pick for that job. Or or Norman Powell. I don't I don't know when Norman Powell's contract he's, comes I think up. He's a free agent. Ah, uh, I like Norman Powell. He was rental. He's a rental. Yeah, that's right. It was like a win that's now. Why, move. That's why Toronto moved off of him. Yeah. I like Norman Powell on that team though. I do too. And there's no saying that he doesn't like re sign with them. He I could. Almost, I don't know. I almost think they move if I, he likes being there. I'd like to see them move it's CJ. That three guard shit though, man. Norman Powell. That three guard shit doesn't fucking work. I don't know. Yeah. They need a fucking big wingman. Bo, what do you think? It's not fucking there. Bo's getting the hams. I don't know where he went. I'm getting the hams. Um <laughs> What do I don't you think, think about I don't think Mark Jackson's going to help the Blazers win a damn championship. Why? They're, the Blazers are not winning a championship. I'd say the Nuggets are more likely to win a championship. Why, what do the Nuggets I have that Portland both. doesn't have? Jokic. Austin Rivers. Do you, so do you oh. think it's coaching, or do you think Damian Lillard's just not as good as Jokic? I just don't. I don't think. Or you're talking about their two best players, I guess. Who's so is CJ as good as you know like a year from now Michael Porter Jr. and or yes or Jamal and Murray with Jamal Murray back in a year is he as good as Will Barton? <laughs> I just how, how's that Blazer team going to win a damn playoff series when Yurkic Nurkic Nurkic can't even stay in a, a game? Well, was that coaching? I don't know. I, I, you can't. Maybe it's just a different philosophy is all it takes from a different head coach. Oh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Who was your pick? Who would you want to see coach that team in Portland? Do I, I do like your Mark Jackson pick. That's interesting. I haven't uh, heard Steve, anybody else say it. Steve Clifford is a good coach. Yeah. He's what, available. Where was he last? Orlando. And then Charlotte prior to that. Mm. Yeah, that old, then, that move with him in Orlando was, it, I mean, they said it was mutual. Yeah. Well, and Steve Clifford's like, I'm not, I'm tired of doing this. And it's looking like Budenholzer will be, will be available. So maybe the way that net series is going. <laughs> so I'll pick Bud for the coach for the uh, Blazers. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who's coaching in the playoffs right now. <laughs> I think the big question, um, whether or not Mark Jackson would work in Portland, the big question that Damian Lillard has to ask himself, is he ready to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? <laughs> I don't know his religious beliefs. Because Mark Jackson is going to be handing him the pamphlets, man. Yeah, he <laughs> like, is. Mm. That's true. Like the uh, what's wrong with Jesus, Brian? I don't know if you. Uh, I mean, it's like a it's like a common coach trope, but recently it was using that uh, that uh, Ted Lasso series where he comes in and he, he gives all the players a book to read, and it's you know it's it's a book kind of um, custom to the player to like help them improve an area that he feels like that they need to improve on. Mark Jackson would just hand the entire team Bibles. Oh man. I don't know that would about not, that. I don't think that would go. <laughs> you know, that would not go over well in Portland. Jehovah Witness style. <laughs> Actually, uh, everybody Portland would be fine with it. But Josh, who's your pick for the next Portland head coach? Did you even know Terry Stotts was fired? I did know that Terry Stotts was fired. <laughs> Just kidding. 
I, I looked didn't. over and you looked super out of it. Are you staying just, with us? I was just waiting on my turn to talk. Your turn to talk? What did you got to say then? <laughs> it's been 30 minutes. Let let Josh talk. <laughs> what do you want to say? say? You want to say anything about the Portland head coaching? Um, I mean, it's obvious that Damian Lillard is running the show out there. So my thing about it is that... Well, when, he wants Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. I mean... So I don't think he's running the show. I think they'll consult they get, with him. It's been widely reported that he will be in right, the consulting. Right, but I'm saying like when, when they, they're going to say, okay, who do you want as the next head coach? They're going to go to him first because they're trying to keep him there. If Damian well, it's Lillard, the GM's decision first. Well, okay. It's been clear. It's been made clear in the news. Keep going, though. What? I don't know. Mike Who's Dan, your pick? Mike D'Antoni. I think that would be fun there. He's fucking never, ever won. <laughs> Now there's Portland. It's perfect. Yeah, they, but they'd <laughs> score 200 points a night. <laughs> yeah. So the big issue in Portland was the lack of defense. So they bring in a guy that brings no defense. Crazier things have happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I, I, I honestly didn't understand why he was in fucking consideration at all in the first fucking place. I just saw his name linked to it. And I'm like, what? All right, so that was like the biggest. No, the the other one that confused the fuck out of me was Jawan Howard. I was like, why, why Jawan Howard? He's got to be happy just where he is yeah. in Michigan. Yeah, he, yeah. he's gonna like that job. And they had they were good and right? they keep being good. Like, I just don't understand that one. Jeff Van Gundy, I get, or sure. Phillips. Like, I feel like honestly, Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy's name gets thrown at every fucking head coaching job now, though. He does. Because he's just constantly in your face. Yeah. And I like Jeff. I do, too. I really do, too. What about Brett Brown? No. God, no. Brett Brown? I'm out. I would, I'd, I'd never fucking liked Brett Brown. The way he handled that fucking Philly shit and couldn't get a fucking winning team the yeah, whole but they time. Were, they were awful, though. I know, but he didn't fucking do anything to make them better. <laughs> I felt like he he was always there just to take the losses. Yeah, I think then Tony's your best bet. He want they hired him in to sell the crowd on a winning and a plan, but he was always there just to take the fucking losses. I don't think he ever fucking did anything to make Philly better. I'm out on Brett Brown. No, talk about defensive coaches. Not I don't want to spend all night. Mark on Jackson's Portland, very defensive. What about Lionel Hollins? Crippling I don't hate it. He played in Portland. I don't hate it. Champion. Lionel coming home. I like that Come, a lot. Coming home now. I like that a lot. Lionel. Oh, man, Lionel's coming home now. Jeff would <laughs> Jeff would go buy I'm for it. a Lillard jersey tomorrow. I like it. I think they, they need that. Hollins. They need something that's like uh, stability and, and like structure and defensive. I think that's what they need in Portland. I think they were getting away with murder with Stotts, like taking plays off whatever the fuck they were doing. I think uh, Stotts had, had lost his voice in the locker room. It's just too long. Just too long in the same words. Yeah. <laughs> and no results. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't hate Hollins. Hollins could come in there and shake it up. I believe that. Same way Mark Jackson would, I think. Uh, I don't know about Tony though. That's a weird one. Like, go more offensive? Yeah. 
uh, my voice is getting high because I don't <laughs> believe in it. <laughs> I'm, ch- I'm changing my answer to Lionel Hollins. I've sold myself on it. <laughs> All right. We'll just go, go ahead and go ahead and put me down for coach of the year next year. Lionel Hollins. <laughs> Trailblazers. Yes. yes. Anything else on that new story? Are we moving on? We got, I think we got to move on to the big one, Bo. What's the big one? What else um, in the news, Bo? I think we know what it is. So Chris Wallace is no longer the coach in Boston. He is now the general <laughs> general manager. Thoughts on Brad Stevens. What are we thinking initially? Like initial thoughts. Let's start with Josh. Initial thoughts on Brad Stevens. I think it's a promotion to general manager or president or whatever the fuck it is. I think he's going to be fine. What did you think initially of the whole situation, though? Like, why did these things happen? Like, what did, what were your initial thoughts that went through your head when you heard that Danny Ainge is I think that he stepping bo- aside? I think he botched the lineup so bad, yeah, that it was it was time to move on. Like, we got to go different different direction. I think that he, as a coach, has done a damn good job with what he has. And just move forward with 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 that direction to where you can say, okay, now let's give him the reins to where we can get some draft picks in here. We can kind of recruit some players. Brad Stevens is a damn good fucking coach. You know what I mean? And so you kind of let him go that that route. Danny Ainge, the only thing Danny Ainge was good at was collecting draft picks. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Like the the dude had like ninety four fucking draft picks. Locked away in his damn closet. So that was, I mean, that's the way that I looked at it. So Brad Stevens is moving into the front office on a full time role. The Celtics are expected to start searching for a new head coach probably immediately. It's weird. That was my initial thought. It was just weird because Stevens is known as like one of the best coaches in the league. And now he's just not going to coach. It's going to move up to creating a roster, which I guess he kind of did in college. Like, he built the roster in college and then coached them. If you want, honestly, so, uh, sorry, I don't want to mean to interrupt what? If you want my honest opinion, they really should go after Becky Hammonds. I don't know if they're ready in Boston for that. I was going to say the same thing. I don't. I don't think Boston's. That ready would for be that. a huge push for them in the right direction to give them a lot of limelight. It would all tie it all together, especially with Brad Stevens as the forefront for it. If you want, my yeah. Opinion. I mean, I guess Brad Stevens could slam his hand on the table and be like, "Listen to me, woman, do what I tell you." Oh. I don't. <laughs> I don't think, that think that's Brad Stevens' style. <laughs> I think there will be some good publicity for him. I though. think Brad Stevens is gonna they're gonna get a coach in there that just does whatever Brad Stevens fucking tells him to. I think they're gonna I think he's gonna go get Lionel Hollins. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Wrong fit. Wrong fit. I think it'll be a yeah, young coach. There's no way Brad with Lionel Hollins history of arguing with management that that happens. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of makes you think, though. Becky Hammonds, I don't know if that's the right fit. I don't know if that's the right place. They got there's that uh, Brad Stevens right hand man on the uh, assistant coach. Right, they've already got uh, him there. Yeah, I forget what his name is, but his his dad's the Miami Hurricanes coach, isn't it? Isn't that the deal? Okay, I'm not sure on that. Let me look. 
So what you th- you on. think it's like a Pat Riley Eric Spolstra relationship where Pat Riley's really running things? Yeah, except, I think that's except, except Brad Stevens doesn't have the rings. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Stevens, they're only going to go with a coach. I think that will. I think there was push between Ainge and Stevens. It's hard to say. I think that Stevens wanted this job for a while. I think uh, Ainge fucked up the roster so bad that Stevens said, I can do better than this. But you think it was like I a need him to or have me situation? Somebody, I think he meant that. I didn't hear you. What? You think it was like a him or me situation? Maybe. You think Maybe. Brad Stevens pulled like the ultimate like power move? Maybe. I think Stevens said, I can do a better job. I can do a better job than him. All I need is a coach that will do what I tell yeah. him to do, him or her to do. Yeah. But I don't know if, the, if there, there might have been bad blood. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, it feels like my initial thought was that Stevens has to have been pushing for this job for a while. Like, this doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Right. Like, Stevens has to have been, like, pushing for this, like, more control job. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm i kind of... What? I, I think it was Woj said that Stevens is more of a quality of life kind of guy. That's what Woj said. And as I heard on a radio interview or, like, his initial story that he posted about the the you know, change from coaching the front office. I wonder if Stevens wanted to just quit and retire and walk away. And they were like, okay, hold on now. <laughs> no way. No, Bo, I think uh, you may be right. I was talking with somebody this morning and they said that they had heard an interview with Brad Stevens and, uh, and his takeaway was that Brad Stevens sound sounded tired of coaching. Have you guys never heard of like, like he sounded like he just didn't, he didn't want to coach anymore. Have you never heard of, uh, negotiating or like forcing your hand yeah like that's exactly dude, what you would like dude if i went into work and was like i don't know <laughs> let's hear it i'm pretty fucking tired of this shit i don't know if i really want to do it anymore <laughs> like what do you think it would happen brian i'd listen to you but if it was like i want your job i'd be like no what if i wasn't talking to you <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey now, <laughs> like, well, what can we do to make you happy? Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. the conversation sure. would be. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, right. Let's be right, realistic. Right. Like, what can we do? Right. We want to. Jeff, I'll do anything to keep you around. It's not about within you. reason. It's about <laughs> your boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to not fuck this up? I mean, obviously, you know, you've been with the company for a long time. <laughs> what can we do to? Rectify this situation. Well, when Angel's job comes up, mm-hmm. maybe I'll, uh, I'd like to be in consideration for it. Sure. I think that conversation was had. Yeah. And then Angel just fucked this roster up ridiculously, especially around the uh, trade deadline. Dude, I think I, he fucked I it up. To- I think he failed making the fucking trades he wanted to make. Yeah. I think he was fucking going after Lowry or somebody and mm-hmm. he just didn't fucking happen. And he ended up with this fucking like, a gutted roster that didn't have the superstar that he was trying to get. That's what I think. Yeah, he was digging for gold and ended up with a handful and, of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they that upper manage uh, the ownership looked at it and said, "Fuck this! Yeah. All right, Stevens has been pushing for this job mm-hmm. for so long. Let's go ahead and give him a shot." And I think Stevens is going to hire a coach that will 
use the team that he builds the way he fucking wants it yeah. fucking used. I uh, I want to compare this to I brought up earlier how I thought that uh, Norman Powell was kind of like Terry Stott's last chance. Like we're gonna go get you, uh, Norman Powell. Uh huh. You gotta make this work. Um, and it didn't work out. I mean, they didn't make it out of the first round. I feel like the Evan Fournier trade was the fuck was the nail in Danny Ainge's coffin. <laughs> it was bad. That deal. was. I mean, I remember we were at the show. The, the show when we talked about the trade deadline, yeah. we were all like, "Dude, what, what is the Boston fuck doing?" They so there's no Daniel Tice, <laughs> <laughs> and they brought in Evan Fournier from from Orlando, who puts up good numbers on an ass team. Mm. I don't know if they looked at him as like a Hayward replacement. I don't. I don't I have no idea what happened there, or if that was just the only move he could make. I think he was supposed to be like the fourth man. They were going to bring yeah. in another. I think they were supposed to bring in another, like high profile player. Yes, yeah. the think. history of Ainge has been the. He's always been the guy holding all the cards. Yeah, like he's got all the fucking picks. I think there was. What do you want? You're going to give me what I want because I can give you what all these picks. What do you want? I think it was because he was supposed to get another big time player and he didn't. We discussed this, yeah. Yeah, we think we think he missed out. He missed yeah. out on Lowry. Somebody. Yeah. Whether it's Lowry or somebody else, I don't know. But I think it's what happened. But we could speculate all day and may never know. But I texted Bo right when I heard about it, like immediately. And Bo, what did you say? Uh what did I say, actually? I'll tell you. You said <laughs> Stevens was just pissed. Because the roster sucked. And Ainge said, fine, you fix it. (laughs) I think Brad Stevens is thinking, why the fuck is Taco Fall on my roster? (laughs) That roster ain't shit, dude. Look at that Boston roster. It's fucking garbage. Aside from Tatum and Brown and maybe Kemba. I'm out on Kemba. The kid from Purdue? I'm fucking out. (laughs) I like I like that kid. Uh, what's his fucking Carson name? Carson Edwards Edwards. Yes, I like him, but he's little. He's fucking tiny. But that roster is shit, man. It really is, and it's all fucked up. The best thing they got going for them is a top ten player in the league, Jason Tatum, and maybe another top ten player in the league, Jalen Brown. Brad knows this. He's not stupid. He's going to build around those guys, and he's going to build smartly, and he's not going to try to fucking do some wild-ass Danny Ainge shit. Danny Ainge is a wild card. It's going to be fun to see what Boston does in the offseason and over the next three years or so. It might take him a minute to straighten the roster out just because it's, like, so fucked yeah. with money and yeah. shitty players. Like, it's to Evan Fournier, it's dude. so bad. Is he, is Evan he, Fournier uh, was a nail. Is he yeah. is he unrestricted? Is he was this his last year on his contract? I feel like he had a pretty big contract in Orlando. I think he, I think he is a free agent. Yeah, the Grizzlies are bringing in Chris Wallace to consult on signing him for this for a four year <laughs> max. Did Kansas have any good players this year? I do. So I googled Evan Fournier contract, and it came up with a telephone number that said contact athlete speakers today <laughs> at this number to book Evan Fournier for a keynote speak, virtual meetings, corporate appearances, grant opening, product announcement, and question and answers. Yeah, he expires seventeen million this year. Yep. And Vanella, you should Google uh, Fournier just just the last name and click in images. Mm-hmm. 
Images. Oh my God, he's doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, that's Both. like when somebody's never heard of like lemon party or something, <laughs> or purple waffle or whatever, blue waffle. Blue waffle. That's Evan Fournier's Look up blue waffle. Evan next. Fournier's nickname in Orlando was <laughs> Never Google. <laughs> that's what the other players call <laughs> Never Google. Never oh, Google. That's what he said when he went there. He was like, "Don't Google my last name." When he went I've to Boston, never, I've never done it. What is it exactly? He said, "Don't Google my last name." Uh, <laughs> I'm not bad. saying it, but I got to take a, a pee break. I'll get the show. I got this. Thing. All right. Josh is in charge for about three to four minutes. All right. Does this mean I can watch the Cubs game for three to four minutes? No baseball. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. No uh, baseball. They're down out they're down four out of the Padres. Oh, losers. Oh. Uh, man. That's bad. Why did you tell me to Google that? <laughs> I can't believe you fell for it, you stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that bad. It it's was pretty bad. You've gross. never seen it either, Bo? I've never looked oh at it. Oh my god, no. it's so bad. It's literally so. like a hey, whoever's listening at home, just Google Google Fournier on Google Images. Don't do that. That's gross. That is bad. All right, Bo. Yeah. How many hams do you drink tonight? I think I'm on my third hams. I feel like you should shotgun a ham. Uh, I think I think four is my limit on a Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I just got an R.J. Barrett top shot. <laughs> what? Oh, did you get that new pack? No, I didn't. I spent 19 bucks on one on a season one, though. Okay, nice. Yep, yep, yep. Jeff got the pack today, the the one that... Uh, Josh Richardson? What a, what a lame-o pack. And he got two uh, Kuzmas, too. Uh, he didn't tell me about that. Uh, double, a, a good friend of ours, um, he cashed out his entire top shot account. Nice. I'm just gonna keep collecting. He'd spent a thousand and made three. Wow, I think I spent. So, yeah, I guess I've probably spent about two hundred. That's where I'm at. But I've also got fifty. As of right now, I have fifty-seven moments. He had, he had built up to where he was in to buy like the expensive, like the the more expensive packs. Uh, Grant, uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about here. But from what he told me, he had built himself up to where he had was able to get into these like exclusive packs that cost a little more money or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went to Top Shot. But I have a ton of, like, just common stuff. Mm-hmm. I've got a few All-Star stuff that I bought. Like, I got a, I got a Joel Embiid. I got a... It's Joel. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jeff, will you grab me that pickle beer? I got uh, Paul George. I've got some Season 1 Trey. Are you going to tell us about this? Yeah, I mean, if you want me to. I ha- do have an Anthony Edwards, though. That I thought about you when I opened it up. I got Probably it. Only had an hour. Nice. I, I I got a bunch of junk. I guess I got maybe I got something good. I don't know. I just I'm, I'm just going to hold on to all of it. I mean, I mean, fuck it. Who cares? It's I don't. I honestly think it'll. It's all going to tank, and it's not going to even matter. Is what right. I think. I'm holding. Holding. Jeff's back. We're hey, going. Yo. We're going Bitcoin on this bitch. Diamond hands, Jeff over here. Oh no, I'm holding everything. Um. I have everything for sale, but it's for more. It's for sale for more than it's worth, just slightly, in case the market turns. You're talking about Top Shot, right? Yeah, I just got an. <laughs> yeah. RJ, I just got an R.J. Barrett season one Cool Cats. Cool. I have like 13 Cool Cats and the John Morant. What's up now? 
Look, spicy pickle time. I'm not bragging. I've spent way too much money on this shit, and it's stupid. I still got. I'm, still, I'm holding out though. I, I believe still, in the market. I still got about two. I believe in the creators. I still oh. got about two hundred dollars into this thing. I believe in the creators of Uh-oh. Top Shot that they will not allow this to fucking fail. Penny Hardaway. Smell that, Jeff. Hang on. Check this shit out. It smells like a pickle jar. Brian's beer smells like his upper lip. <laughs> Penny Hardaway. <laughs> hey, hang on. Time out. Penny Hardaway what? is the popular coach for the Orlando Matic, Magic job. Matic. 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 Huh. Like that'd be interesting if he just ran, went fucking, away. That, no that, fucking way. Nope. Ain't happening. Hmm. He's not trading Memphis for Orlando. You can't even fucking coach the kids. <laughs> Where are you getting this fucking story, dude? Adrian Browski? <laughs> Brojanowski? SB Nation. SD Nation. SB Nation. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to reveal all my sources on this show. Got it from sbcounty.com. <laughs> SB County. Southbeachcounty.com. <laughs> Some fucking bullshit. No way. What? what the Orlando Register. Why would they even take, like, oh, this? Oh, none of this makes any sense. All right, fine. We're moving on. Listen, <laughs> we got to move on. Bo, is there news you want to talk? Uh, Not. I think we spent enough time on the news. I don't know. <laughs> There's one other thing. Go ahead. Well, it's that Gary Payton story. I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah. Gary Payton accepted a job to coach Oakland's Lincoln University. Oakland. Not Oakland, Tennessee. Josh, (laughs) you child. (laughs) I only have a couple things to say about this. I get in and out. If Last Chance U does not do Gary Payton's first season as a head coach, then they are fucking up. They are making a huge mistake. This has to be filmed. This has to be documented. Have you ever heard? The glove? The glove speak. Oh, he's crazy as hell. It's instant entertainment. Yeah. This is a wild fucking hire. I guess he wanted the job. This guy doesn't even go watch his son play basketball <laughs> because he's not fucking good enough. Let me explain something to you about kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> them kids. kids. Yes. Look. <laughs> this is gonna be i don't think it's gonna last very long i think he's gonna get in fucking trouble like immediately like like choking players <laughs> i mean shit sometimes you gotta choke a motherfucker yeah there's gonna be like cops at the university looking for gp looking for the glove but what do you think about the glove being a coach i, I mean I, I i could i haven't talked to the glove in years i couldn't say come on man give it to me straight Shoot it straight, bro. Tell me what's in your heart. What do you think about the glove? You, we love the glove. Put the fucking glove in. Come on. Well, but we, can we he like relate? The glove. I don't know the glove personally, but he's got a kid that plays basketball. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's a feisty motherfucker. I mean, it's not like me walking into talking to a bunch of 19-year-olds. You no, know, they ain't listening to you. It, well, that's my point. But how do these kids respond to a personality like Gary Payton? That's a all you got to do is have like before he walks in the locker room to meet the kids, Watch. or mm. just like here, let me just pull up this interview with Michael Jordan and him yeah. talking about how awesome I am. Yeah, yeah, that's what they got to do. Is they got to like look before you meet him, 
We're going to watch an hour of condensed footage of him in the media and the way he interacts with people. So, you, like, look, he does. he's not just talking to you guys like this. He talks to everyone like this. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. He just wants the best out of you. Dude, he seriously, like, wouldn't go watch his son play college basketball because he said he wasn't good enough. That's crazy. Hey, good luck, though. Hey, uh, we got some Oakland listeners. That's a story that I want to watch. Like, I'm interested in that. Like, how does Gary Payton as a coach work? If you hire Gary Payton as a coach, you're basically turning your entire program over to him and saying, please fix this. Yeah. Just be realistic here. Yeah. There is no negotiation factor at that point. You are handing the program over to him and saying, here. I mean, they're a college program that I didn't even know existed until right. they hired Gary Payton. So, Very good point. You know, maybe they have him for a year or two, and then they can, they can once they kind of like up their cachet a little bit, they can bring in somebody else. But It's an innovative, <laughs> multicultural university. In the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, it, I mean, it is a HBCU. And I think maybe part of that's Gary Payton uh, just giving back yeah. to the black community. Sure. So good on him. He's he's uh, he's doing it for the right reasons, I think. The same as uh, Deion Sanders, you know. He's doing it for the right reasons. He wants to give back. No, that, that's – no, I, I agree. You, you know, with any, with anything you put in, you invest and put good people in there with anything at, on any level, you're going to get good results. And I think so. I guess the guy that Gary Payton doesn't have to fucking work. No, he doesn't have to fucking do anything. No, and neither is Dion Sanders, <laughs> but he's actually putting in like the time and effort to maybe try to help in a time when. Kids and people in the country need help. Sure. I don't see any problem with that. I think it's great. Good for Gary Payton. I don't know if it'll last because, like I said, Gary Payton's a fucking firecracker. But that's about all I got on that. Should we move on? Let's talk about the playoffs. Let's do that. Playoffs. Are we going to pick teams? Did we do brackets? Sure. Yep. Did anybody do that? Yeah, I got a Josh, bracket. You got a bracket. Yep, got one right here. <laughs> it's in his head. I want to hear your bracket first. No, <laughs> we're starting with you. Are you? <laughs> Bo, did you do a bracket? Yeah. Nice. All right, so we're starting kind of in the second round because we just didn't do it. Whatever. Who cares? I'm gonna tell you who's gonna win it all. But go ahead. Tell us. It's not Miami. Nope, it's Josh. not Miami. I will say that I've screwed the pooch on the <laughs> Miami. <laughs> that was a. At least you can own it. Yeah. I'm That's a good go first with, step. I might have to go with the Suns. Who? I like that. I might have to go with the Suns on this one. All we're right. currently watching. Uh, well, we're in the third quarter of Suns Denver. We're watching this game live. That's think, right. We do I have think, a game on right now. I think that it's Suns Jazz Western Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. I agree. Fair and enough. And then Eastern Conference, I gotta go. 
Brooklyn. I don't even know. Like, I like it doesn't even You're matter. A, you have to make it, a pick. It, you like, obviously really didn't matter. make a pick because yeah. it would be written down on a piece of paper. I, it's, it, my computer is loading. <laughs> you wouldn't still be deciding my, my if you had already loading. made a fucking pick. My computer. Is Bo, who do you got in the East? <laughs> the East Finals. Yeah, is that, that that's the. I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. Like the the right. semis are already decided. We're we're looking at like Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. I'm gonna champion. say I'm gonna say Brooklyn Philly. I think Doc Rivers can figure out. Okay. Atlanta. I like that. I, mean, I, I could be wrong, but if I had to bet, I would bet on Philly still. You said what, Vanelli? I do like Atlanta. I like I like Atlanta over Philly. Okay, Bo said Philly, and then you said Brooklyn, Bo. Yeah, at this point it has to be Brooklyn. And Josh said, I also said Brooklyn. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Phoenix, Brooklyn, and the finals. Okay, so who wins the Utah Clippers series, Josh? Utah. And you, you obviously you took Brooklyn since they went up 2-0 on Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, yeah. Embar- I think it's embarrassed Brooklyn. It's or, I mean Milwaukee, excuse me. Absolutely, Bo. You are spot on on that one. And then uh Josh has Phoenix going all the way. Yep. Don't look at my paper. You're just writing other people's shit down. Yeah. I have my I have my own shit. Mine are on there too. I'm just keeping records. Now. I can't th- keep it I, as receipts. Don't look at it's it. It's all in your handwriting. I can't tell what you picked and what somebody else picked. Bo, I need from you uh, Western Conference. Um, Utah Clippers. I'm going to say Utah. As much as as much as I think Kawhi is capable of winning that series, I think Utah. They're just you're just going to anybody's going to be playing catch up against Utah in a series. Mm-hmm. If Utah gets hot, which they can do very easily, they're going to win four games with right. no problem. So I have a question. It's a good point, Bo. I, I have a serious question. How do you stop Utah? Yeah, it's all catch up, is what he's saying. Like you're just trying to keep up with them. Well, but I'm saying like the one game that we saw parameter defense. We the one game we saw the Grizzlies win was that Mitchell was out. There were the, no Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. yes, and that their three point shooting was dog shit. Rudy Gobert fouled out too, and Rudy Gobert fouled out and decided that he was going to do some weird shit. Yeah, a little bullshit he pulled on the baseline was right. Yeah, ridiculous. unnecessary shit. Yeah. You know. But my point being is should have like, gotten fined. My point being is that how do you stop Utah? Exactly, you match up. So Phoenix matchups really well with me with Utah. Do you have to just take it like player by player? So like Conley and Chris Paul cancel if, each other out, if, and then you have Donovan and. Booker cancel each other out. Like you have to go down the fucking list and look at where each team has the advantage, and will each team realize the advantage that they have, and take like will coaching be able to realize mismatches and in game situations where they have advantages? I mean, it's going to come down to coaching. I, I think uh, honestly, I like Utah and Phoenix. Like it's it's silly, it's silly, and it's impossible to pick one. If if Utah and, and Phoenix end up in the Western Conference Finals, it'll be seven fucking games. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel. Bo, let me get back to you. Denver, Phoenix, who you got? This, this one's really hard 
I, watching this game right now, Phoenix is up and they're making shots and Denver's n- making shots. So my my gut instinct is to say that Phoenix is going to win, which they, they probably are. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be shocked if we look up at, at, at the end of this game and Denver has won it. Mm-hmm. I just... I. Jokic, man, he just he just finds the ball and finds ways to win. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to give Aiton fits in this series and get Aiton in foul trouble. I'm going to say Denver pulls it out miraculously. It's going to be a dogfight. But I'll Denver. pick Denver. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, Western Conference Finals. Who's in uh, uh, West and East? Who makes Utah- it out? Utah Denver, I'll say Utah makes it out. And unless Jokic can pull some wizardry against Gobert, which would be interesting. But I'd say it's Utah and then Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn just probably sweeps Utah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brooklyn bow. You guys are coming around to my Brooklyn pick from a couple of weeks ago, except for Josh. He didn't know that was my pick. Bo, I think we got everything. Brian? I'm so ready for you. Actually, Josh, real quick, I didn't get a winner of the who's coming out of the East from you. Oh, Brooklyn, 100%. Okay, got it. Yeah. And then Phoenix beats them. All right, Bo, Brian? Brian, Bo. Brian. Brian Brian here. Uh, (laughs) So in the semis, I'm taking – I'm taking Philly over Atlanta four to two. I think that Ben Simmons gets put on Trey Young. Okay, and I like that. Maybe doesn't lock, doesn't lock him down. Slows him, but down. slows him down. Yeah, doesn't doesn't let Trey Young go off for whatever he wants. Makes him uncomfortable, maybe. Yeah, I, I like mean, we're that. talking about a we're talking about a defensive player of the year candidate here in Ben Simmons. I like that. I think Atlanta can still win another game. But I think Doc Rivers makes adjustments, and mm-hmm. they and they're not going to let Trey Young beat them. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Brooklyn sweep over the Bucks. Brooklyn's winning this one four zero. They're going to go back to Milwaukee, and it it doesn't matter. That seems like it's already decided. It's done. But we'll see. We could be way off. Like Milwaukee could go and win two home games. Well, I said they were going to go. They were going to go back to Milwaukee. They're they're in Milwaukee now, right? No, no, Brooklyn's got home court. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But they could go to Milwaukee and win a couple games, man. It's it's hard to say, but I just Brooklyn just seems like they're on a fucking mission, dude. I just yeah. And Milwaukee seems like they're after tonight. Demoralized. You just got got humiliated. Yeah. By forty points. Yeah. Blake Griffin's (laughs) fucking cramming it on Giannis. I mean, to get out of here. That's, that happened. That happened. Not even that. KD is just having his way. He's incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's scoring on everybody. So, obviously, um, you think Brooklyn's going to beat Philly, huh? Yeah. Okay. In the West semis, I'm taking Utah over the Clippers 4-2. to two. After watching Utah twice up close, they're too good. It seems like a no-brainer, but. Yeah. I think the Clippers, I think the Clippers can get two out of it. You know, it's just a complete team yeah. in Utah. And you look at Clippers, it's like a couple of guys and then like Reggie Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Utah is, 
they've been together for several years. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't need to go all into it right now. Let's get these picks. Also, Utah played a short series. Clippers played seven games. True. In the in the first round. Mm-hmm. Some of you, you may see, you know, Clippers, they're not worn out yet, but they, they could get that way over the course of the next couple of games. I'm taking Phoenix over Denver in a seven-game series. Even without Murray, Denver's look good. I think Phoenix is too good. It's too much. Playing really well right now. It's too much. Phoenix looks good, really good right now. It's you're too much for Jokic to do on his own. It's, it's one guy. Yeah. And Phoenix has a whole team of guys that are like have been in tune yeah. since the bubble of last year. Mm-hmm. And they've been working and striving to get better the whole time. I think you're right. Like I don't know. Phoenix. They look primed. I have that as seven games. I'd like to amend that to five or six. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go back to... Well, how about out of the West? Uh, so, okay, East, uh, Western Conference Finals. I've got Utah in a seven-game series over Phoenix. I just think Utah pulls it out. I just Those two teams are so... They're very evenly matched. But I have some Utah bias um, yeah. because they. I just saw them play. Okay. I think that like I think Bo brought up earlier, Rudy can give some guys some fits. I think that Rudy Gobert is going to give DeAndre Ayton a little trouble down low. But then in turn, DeAndre Ayton could possibly get Rudy Gobert in foul trouble. But I, I just I just think Utah is slightly better. Okay, just good enough to win a, game, a seven game series against Phoenix. All right. Um, Eastern Conference Finals. I'm taking Brooklyn over Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, that's easy. And uh, champion, yeah, yeah, Utah versus Brooklyn. I'm taking a seven game series in that as well, though. <laughs> I think that goes seven. I'm Philly taking Brooklyn over Philly, but I think that Philly, I think that Brooklyn's gonna win in seven games. I think that Philly's kind of primed to give them the hardest time out of any team that Brooklyn's gonna run into. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So for the championship, you have Brooklyn versus Utah, yes, and, and I've got Brooklyn winning that four to two. I think that Utah can win two against Brooklyn. Everybody picked and that's Brooklyn it. except for and that's it. Josh, Josh took Phoenix to win it all. Josh, I'm with you. I'll stand to make like uh, a little under a thousand dollars if Phoenix wins the championship. So I'm with you. I'm with you, buddy. But I didn't pick them <laughs> in my realistic yeah. bracket. That's just I'm telling you. That's just gambling. Hey. <laughs> It's like it's like somebody told me once before. Scared money don't make money. Oh, That's yeah. right, man. That's why I took Phoenix the long shot. Play to the fucking odds. win. Play the odds. If Phoenix wins, I'll be ecstatic. I don't give a fuck about this call, but I got Brooklyn winning at all. Well, Phoenix is doing dirty, dirty things to Denver right now. Where's let's see, what do I have that conflicts oh, yeah, with it, you guys? If we would have waited five minutes, my pick might have been different. Yeah, but uh, the score is currently ninety-seven, eighty-four, not one hundred eighty-four. Phoenix over Denver. Phoenix. Feel the fucking heat, Phoenix. The Valley. <laughs> Campiazza or whatever his name is out there trying to block shots. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. Oh, Dude, oh Phoenix my God. is so good, and they're deep. Oh, forget about it. Hung on the rim. Ugh. He yep. hate me. Pahonix, who's going to do it? We all have Utah coming out of the Clippers match. And we, Bo, you're the only one that has Denver beating Phoenix. Not looking good right now, but we'll see. 
You can yeah, you can change it right now. But no, no, no. They have no, no issues. No, fuck that. <laughs> you can't change shit. All right. Oh, <laughs> we're split on. Oh my god. Uh, Atlanta. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. James oh, that wasn't Craig. That's James Craig. That's James Craig. Man, nobody in Phoenix has a mask on. I'm impressed. They don't need them. Yeah, it's Arizona, dude. Bo, are you, there's no COVID in our Ohio country. Let me pull it up on the New York Times and see what they say. <laughs> the COVID tracker. Yeah, Phoenix is looking Bo, good. have you been to places? Yes, I, my kids are in school. No dude, one's wearing they? masks anymore. Nobody's mm-hmm. getting COVID anymore because everybody's it's vaccinated. Hoax. It's a hoax. <laughs> right. And the people have decided it's over. It's a <laughs> hoax. I went to Home Depot without a mask on. It felt weird. Really? I Were the employees in, wearing them? I live in fake. No, no, but it was. There was like nobody in there. It was. Oh, if the employees aren't wearing them, fuck it. I live I'm, in Fayette County. Trust me. Yeah. It, it it's it's not real out there. There's no reason for you to be protecting others if the goddamn nobody else is. If I'm with my kids, I'll, I'm gonna definitely wear one. I went out. Uh, I went out Wednesday and ran a bunch of errands, and I went to like f- six or seven different places, and I wore a mask into one place because I looked in the window, and the staff was all wearing masks, and the two people in their shopping were wearing masks. I was like, all right, I'll put a mask on, you know. But I went to like the hardware store and the grocery store, and like the staff isn't wearing masks, and I'm like, well, I'm not fucking wearing it then. Like, it's a conundrum for sure, you know. It's I like mean, I had it in my pocket. I was ready to put it on if I felt it was necessary. But yeah, I usually decide before I go in a place. I'm yeah. just like, if it's on, I'm not gonna take it off when I'm already yeah, like yeah. after I'm in there. I will yeah. say this though. Like, oh, I'll just take mine off because I'm fucking can't just make decisions on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this uh, as far like so. My wife is. I'm still wearing them. 21 weeks pregnant she's 21 years old no you're 40 (laughs) let's keep let's keep going i i I am in a conundrum as far as getting like it like as far as like vaccination for her you know what i mean to where that whole impregnant like the her being pregnant Mm -hmm. thing so i don't know what she needs to get it you're vaccinated (laughs) right because the pregnant women do not do very good with covid oh yeah yeah, it almost makes more sense for her to get vaccinated. And the only reason why I say that is because my wife's an OBGYN, and that's what she tells me. Really? Is that she's recommending that all her patients get it. My cousin didn't want She was, like, not sure what to do, and she ended up getting it. Um, and she's she's due in, like, a month. And she got her second dose maybe two weeks ago, and she's been fine. Mm-hmm. How's the baby? It, it, the baby has not delivered. She hasn't delivered the baby yet. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like everything. Up. Everything's great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the baby's not going to come out of the womb like what a are cyborg. They op- you know, like Bill Gates, like a computer monitor for a head. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your wife's OB saying about what to do about uh, the vaccine? Uh, she hasn't given us one way or another. They haven't asked. I mean, I'm just saying. If you look at, you could ask. You could have your. This is not for me to decide. Obviously, you could have you could have your wife just ask the OB, like, "What are the outcomes for pregnant women that get COVID?" And the OB is going to say that outcomes are not very good. You should you don't want to get COVID when you're vaccinated, and then or when you're you don't want to get COVID when you're pregnant. Excuse me. Um, right. That's that's an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. However, the and the I I'd say the you know if you look at the just basic stuff about 
what are the risks? I think the risks are pretty minimal. Another example I'll give you is Kate, when she was pregnant with our, with the boy, the third one, she went to Africa while she was pregnant. She flew there and she got the yellow fever vaccine, which is a live vaccine. So that, that carries risk obviously, mm-hmm. but the risk of yellow fever in pregnancy is like the, the outcomes of that are just like horrific. So it was, she did the, she did the math as, as, as a mom and as a physician that she'd rather take her chances with the live vaccine than, than get yellow fever and get totally fucked up. So um, I read an article uh, yeah, today risk, from the risk, Seattle times, risk management, said, risk management. Yeah. Um, what, what's your article? Read my articles. Oh, I'm going to read it to you. This is just uh, Kings County in Washington. Josh, pay attention. Uh, 97% of new COVID cases are among people who haven't gotten the shots. Well, yeah. Okay. So coronavirus is basically just being passed around Mm -hmm. among people who have not been vaccinated. Yeah, the mutants. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I guess my, my, like I said, I would just have asked the OB, like, what are the outcomes? If I'm not vaccinated, and then what are the risks if I do get vaccinated? And then just weigh those risks. Yeah. Between you and your wife and your doctor. You got that, Josh? Got it. Check. Yeah. We're got not it. we're not telling your wife to get vaccinated like we told Jeff to get vaccinated. We're just suggesting, you know, look at all the options. I'm still recovering from my vax. Jack, Jeff actually cannot go to work tomorrow because of vaccinating. Mm, I'm still well, in recovery. I'm still so. in recovery. All right, back to brackets. Listen, <laughs> we have a huge advantage doing brackets this late. There's no excuse to be wrong. It's true. <laughs> I am going to have to bow out. Yeah. We're split. Oh, hey. What's going on? Benelli's got to go, man. I have to, oh, okay. I have to bow out. You have to keep in mind. I have to go an hour or the other I don't way. have to keep anything in mind, but you can go <laughs> if you want. <laughs> See yourself out. No, this is this is a privilege, not a right. <laughs> Don't let him guilt trip you, Josh. You should go and get get some get a safe drive and a good nap before work tomorrow. Can you give us five? All right. Am I getting out of here? You me, oh you're going outside. Oh no, you're staying. We're gonna walk. I'm going outside out. for five minutes. Yeah. All right, bye. Hey Bo, I'll hang out with you, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys you guys hang out. Uh, no, nah, he's gone. He's getting over hams. All right, where were we? Okay. The only series we're split on is the Atlanta Philly series. Me and Josh have Atlanta, Brian and Bo have Philly. You guys really think Philly's got it? Yeah. I would think so. I'm going Atlanta. I'm going Trey Young. I don't think they actually do slow him down. From what I've seen, he takes what the defense gives him, and he has enough teammates to defer to. For scoring and shooting. I think Atlanta pulls it out. They pulled game one. And I think Embiid's knee is the big thing. It's like a piece of paper that's partially torn and you keep fucking yanking on it. I th- I'm worried about Embiid. Honestly, playing hurt like this. I don't think it's a good fucking move. What do you know about a torn meniscus? That it will tear, it will tear more. No, I'm kidding. You've, <laughs> you've been through that, Jeff. I believe that it will not just go away, and I think he's going to struggle with it. And 
Also, what's important is, does Philly really think that they can win a championship, beat Brooklyn, beat Utah or Phoenix, and win a championship? My stance on it is sit them out, go to next fucking season. Like, call it. Like, give, like, wave the flag. Or try to beat them with the small ball thing. I don't think it's a good idea to push Embiid. I just... uh, you're not going to beat these other teams with a half of an Embiid, with an Embiid playing on one leg. This is very weird coming from you because you're very much a anti-tank win-now guy. Right, but he's he's uh, he just fucking did it. He just tore his meniscus. This is not smart. But if he can make it through this postseason and win a title... He can't. You got to go for it, though, right? He can't, though, at half speed on a fucking one leg. He can't do it. I think Atlanta wins this series. And then I think they get smoked by Brooklyn at the Eastern Conference Finals. I'd give Philly two or three games against Brooklyn. I'd give Atlanta zero games against Brooklyn. And beat healthy is a different situation. I think a lot of what happens in the playoffs is dictated by star player health. And that goes to Brooklyn to an extent and Phoenix with Chris Paul and Utah with some of their guys that are a little older and Donovan who I guess he's fine. But yeah, I don't I don't think Philly needs to be pushing their luck with their Hausman prime zone 27-year-old Joel Embiid. I think you got a couple years still if he doesn't make this injury worse. You have a, still a couple of the years to get this done. I just don't think it's a good idea for Philly to keep playing and be like this on one leg. The worst kinds of sports injuries are re-injuries or further injuring something that's already hurt. Those are the worst ones. It's, it's a fact. That being said, we all have Brooklyn coming out of the East. And we're split on the West. Let's see, Denver, Brooklyn. uh, Bo, you're the only one that has Denver coming out of the Phoenix. Denver series. So, majority rules. (laughs) (laughs) But we're split if it comes down to Utah and Phoenix being in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, that just tells me exactly what everybody's fucking thinking is that, like, if it does come down to Phoenix and Utah, nobody has a fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, I'm giving Utah the edge just because they're the higher seed. And mm-hmm. It's a crapshoot, you know? I mean, that, really, that one really is, like, who fucking knows? Look what Phoenix just did to Denver tonight. Mm-hmm. It's 122-105. The game just ended. Hmm. Phoenix just embarrassed Denver. I mean, Phoenix doesn't even have to make adjustments. Denver does. Yeah. Denver's got to figure out how to make another Jokic. I don't know. Denver's like this. Murray's out. They're missing a huge cap space. Whatever. Champions. Josh has Phoenix. We all have Brooklyn. That's a tough one, you know, because I really do think that Utah Phoenix can go either way. But I don't think either Utah or Phoenix can beat Brooklyn. 
especially if Harden comes back after resting and getting right. I mean, we're assuming that Brooklyn does not need Harden to beat Milwaukee. I think Harden can come back in two weeks. And then let's go ahead and assume that Brooklyn does not need Harden to beat Atlanta. Yeah, they don't. And if Embiid is half a player, (laughs) then they don't need him to beat Philly either. But I think that they need Harden to to play Utah well. Yeah. I'm just sold on Utah. I mean they're 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 complete they're the complete package. They are, and so is Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Phoenix and Utah, like God, I wish I wish the finals could be Phoenix and Utah. It's gonna be very interesting, Brian. It's gonna be a good time. (laughs) Uh, but we've got our picks in. In general, I've been loving the competition of the playoffs. Absolutely loving it. Our focus series was moving on to playoffs was Dallas Clippers. What a great call from you, Bo, to make that our focus series and get our first game seven. That was great. Of the playoffs. Let me ask you something, Bo. Why is everybody trashing Luke Kennard for the Clippers? He's white, and how big is his contract? I don't know. Are they traded for him and they extended him something goofy? I don't quite follow it. Let's look at his contract here. It's not outrageous. He's not been getting minutes, is what I would say. It's not his fault. Like, management paid him, and then Ty Lue decided not to play him. Oh, he signed a four-year, $64 million contract. So maybe he's not worth that. But it was probably some salary salary cap maneuvering or whatever they did to get him in that window. I don't know. You you get a – how old is he? 23-year-old. He's 24. Yeah. So you sign him at 23. I think he's a player. Brian, have you watched much of Luke Kennard? He looks good when he looks good when he gets to play. When he gets to play. I don't think it's fair for people to be hating on this dude just because he's not getting minutes. I think that's a coaching thing. I don't think that's a reflection on him as a player. I think he's a very good player. I've watched him play and he passes the eye test. He's a fucking gamer. He's a player. He's going to be good. He had a good game in that game seven. He hit shots down the stretch. I just don't think it's warranted. And I'm kind of going to want to leave it at that. I don't think it's fair for him to be getting trashed by everyone. I mean, I just the Clippers don't seem to have a lot of continuity in their in their roster. Like, who gets to play? Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann. It's... It's a little wild with the rotations, maybe. Like, I feel like I could come up with a better rotation than Ty Lue. Maybe. <laughs> what else do we have on the Focus Series? Bo, you got anything? Did you uh, watch any of these games? I watched probably a total of four quarters, which out of three games, I feel like that was pretty good for me. Maybe not as much as the boss man would have liked, but... <laughs> careful he'll he's gonna withhold your bonus <laughs> <laughs> luca was spectacular and luca yeah and then Kawhi leonard decided as like wait a second i want to i want to keep playing basketball <laughs> uh, and he won the game 
the Kawhi bot was activated. So it wasn't just Kawhi and Paul George, though, was it? Like who else? It did? was. It was just Kawhi. Well, no, it couldn't have been. Well, there's definitely more to it, for sure. If you want to un- unpack both teams, mm-hmm, I do. I think Porzingis is. I sent you guys the tweet from Kevin O'Connor that it says no longer the Porzingis trade. It is the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, looking at the series and drawing parallels with the Grizzlies, I felt like Tim Hardaway Jr. had Dylan Brooks in his blood. And at points, like, the, the Clippers kind of had Reggie Jackson try, trying to play that role. And Reggie Jackson is is not very good. Though he hit some big shots, he surprised me. What uh, What do you guys make of the like the talk about the relationship between Luca and Porzingis? Did you see that Tim McMahon story today? Yeah. No. Please enlighten me. The story McMahon kind of opened it up, talking about the. Again, I'll use the word parallel, but you know Jason Terry and Dirk Nowitzki, how they were friends and it worked on, on and off the court or whatever. And then Porzingis and Luca are not friends and it's a, it's not working mm. on and off the court. Oh, and there's like these, all these kind of like subtle jabs that Porzingis would have throughout the year at post game interviews or whatnot, where he, the ball was not moving tonight or, you know, when he didn't score, you know, get a lot of touches or score a lot of points. Or if he did score a lot, he'd be like, the ball moved. And Brian, what else was Porzingis? It was just kind of like, yeah, somebody not- did a somebody did a supercut on YouTube of uh, of just Porzingis being wide open, <laughs> and Luca having like three defenders hanging on him, <laughs> and Porzingis always just has his hands like high up in the air, like mm-hmm. signaling that he's wide open. Mm-hmm. He's not getting the ball. And meanwhile, the entire defense is just collapsing on Luca. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's a, it's like a, it's the highlights on YouTube, so they they can be cherry picked. Well, yeah, and I did hear uh, Luca say that he has to do a better job of getting the ball out of double teams quicker, and maybe that was before he had had that revelation. <laughs> I think this was. I think this was like a. Maybe in the press conference after Game Seven, I think he okay. he he alluded to that. But I mean, if like I have my opinion on Porzingis, I think that he's he's not been what we thought he was going to be in Dallas. He kind of, I mean, he's he, well, you know, he blew his fucking knee. Yeah, out. right. I mean, post injury, he's not the same player. But if he's going to be a guy who hangs out on the wing and shoots threes and he's wide open all the time. I feel like you got to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you have to, if, if you're the point guard and you want to be the MVP, you want to be one of the greatest players in the league. You have to involve your teammates. Luke is a great passer, but he sees things in the, in the play, in the play of the game that other players don't see. What I'm gathering is that y'all think there's bad blood there. I don't know. It, it, it I don't, I don't want to make a snap judgment on a YouTube video. <laughs> of highlights, uh, but you I wouldn't. To, yeah, but you have. I mean, you They're have trying to, to influence. You. you have to hope that Luke is not like freezing the guy out because they don't have a good relationship. I don't think so. I, I, I honestly, like, I haven't even heard about this. 
I mean, it was a long ass YouTube video, dude. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> it's hard for me to picture Luca being that petty. True. And like taking personal vendetta over winning. That seems weird to me. What I do know is that the series was weird as shit. Having no home team winning until game seven. Yeah. That was weird. It was the only it was the only first round series in what seven games, correct? Yeah. Friday I was watching game six and I was watching the Clippers really just kind of dominating Dallas and I was thinking on Friday that the Clippers will win the series. They just seem like a more complete team and maybe that has something to do with that Luca Porzingis relationship. Maybe it's just because they're more of a complete team. L.A. kind of clicked a little bit. I think after they lost those two first games, they kind of like turned the switch on. Mm -hmm. You saw Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson came out, had a great game six. Uh, Headband and glasses Reggie is so much better than regular (laughs) Reggie Jackson. I mean, it's, I think it's amazing. I mean, really, they're involving they're involving the right players. I mean, we talk about Luke Kennard earlier. Like, yeah, it's getting no minutes. Yeah, and then he gets a little minutes, and they win. But it seems like their their rosters in game six and seven, who got the minutes, were totally different than who got the minutes mm-hmm. throughout the course of the entire season. Mm-hmm. I really hang a lot of it on Reggie Jackson, though. Like, it's really amazing. In game six, he had 25 points, four assists, nine rebounds, shooting 53% from field goal. He had nine rebounds? Yeah. Jesus. And 43% from three. Uh, Reggie Jackson's looked like he's on a mission. He's looked like a gamer out there. Like, he was the one guy that I was looking at, like, who's making a difference out here? And I'm looking for it. Trying to find out why the Clippers are winning and why to get behind them. And it was Reggie. And he is on a contract year at 31 years old. This man is trying to play himself into a contract somewhere. And he's on the biggest stage. To me, Reggie Jackson is very important to the Clippers. Not more important than Kawhi or Paul George. Right. But he's very important as a role player. The Clippers look pretty good, but I don't know if they can beat Utah. They look very good. I don't. It's, it's gonna be interesting, man. We all have Utah winning that series. All of us. Was it just the Clippers had to hire Ty Lue to get out of the first round? <laughs> no, I. This is. I. I think. <laughs> I don't think Utah, excuse me, Dallas is, they're not, I mean, they're just, it's Luca. It's 22. Is, and Porzing, and I think Luca could be 42. It doesn't matter. He's that good. <laughs> but Porzingis is not, either he's not being used right, which I doubt. I'm not going to doubt um, Carlisle. Porzingis, yeah. Uh, I just don't think Porzingis is the player that he, he was or was expected to be. Dallas would love to have Seth Curry back. It, it appears. 
What was and it? Was it game seven? We saw that Porzingis dunk. And it was, like I think, the only Porzingis dunk of the game. Mm-hmm. He threw it down with the right hand, I believe. And when he landed, oh, it looked yeah. like his fucking knees buckled, dude. I'm not exaggerating. Like, our buddy Bursai saw it. He, like we were shout texting. Out What's up? Shout out, shout out, Bursai. <laughs> but he bikes eye. He was he he like he was like yeah I saw that like basically that's how I read it his text but he's like yeah didn't look good. He's he didn't look like he knows how to land after a a dunk. Well, yeah, and like an explosive dunk that's from not just like a stationary seven yeah. foot three guy dunking. And I mean, that used to be like his. That was like his move. That's how it, <laughs> like that was like cram it on your face. He's a seven foot three dude that flew through the air and went dunk yeah. on your fucking head. Like Embiid has been doing this year, yeah. and like Jaron Jackson tries to do. <sighs> I don't know if it's time to give up on Porzingis though. Well, there's all this. If you look at. Uh, I listened to a little bit of Simmons pod today. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Twitter, um, what are they saying? The not, not, I guess the Simmons level journalist connected NBA people are saying, well, maybe the Celtics will trade And this is Brad Stevens, obviously, I guess at this point they'll trade uh Porzingis for Kemba. Like Dallas would want to do that. And, and then Simmons even what? said, why would Porzingis? Why would either team do that? And All then right. Simmons even said Porzingis for Al Horford. What a fucking homer! Sim- <laughs> Simmons is like, yeah, we'll uh, we'll trade him. We'll trade him Marcus Smart for Luca. That's the, who says no. Well, yeah, he Simmons said some other stuff, and it's it's really funny. Uh, Russillo, he was kind of like fucking with Simmons a little bit, saying, "Yeah, right, you like fully. that." He, you you like that? I threw I threw some Boston stuff in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane! Like, why the fuck would Dallas do that? I mean, I mean, why stop at Porzingis? <laughs> why get Luca? <sighs> yeah, shouldn't Luca play with Tatum and Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luca and Tatum It'd be makes like the three really ninjas. Good... Remember that movie from the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Luca and Tatum makes a really good fucking duo. <laughs> Not gonna fucking argue with that, but I don't think Boston's got the assets to pull Luca away from Mark Cuban, <laughs> who loves fucking Luca. Wouldn't trade him for anybody, I don't think. I'm sure Ben Simmons or Bill Simmons would disagree. <laughs> I don't think. Money. We don't. We can move I on. Honestly, I don't think that Mark Cuban would trade Luca for any no, player of course in the fucking league of right course now. Not. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> We're just joking around. But for the Dallas fans who want to get rid of Porzingis, I would say give him another year or two. He's just entering the Hausman Prime Zone. Oh, there it is. He's 25. He'll be 26 in August and 27 the next year. Give the guy some time. Hope he stays on the ground and doesn't get hurt. He's not the best Porzingis you're going to get yet. That's what I would say. He'll get better. You think so? Yeah. All right. Got to go get that blood spun. No, he just has to stay healthy, and he's going to have to be load managed throughout the season. 
so he's ready when the playoffs come. Whatever their relationship is, mm-hmm. like this shit, like Cuban's got to get involved and get these guys on the same page because he's he's that kind of guy that can pull that off. Carlisle, I don't know. Like Carlisle is like, let's go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. But I think something has to give, like somebody's going to have to buy in. I'm not super like hyper into the relationship issues. I don't know them. I'm not sure that they're that important or real. But if they're out there, then this shit's got to get fucking squashed. It's got to get figured out because you got two young, very talented players. Got to make it work. Got to figure it out. You're paying him too much money to be ignored. Porzingis, that is. If he's open in the corner and he's getting ignored, that's ridiculous. He makes $30 million a fucking year. Uh, anything else? What else do we have for the, uh, the the fucking series, the fucking focus series? I don't have a whole lot else. It was really fun to watch what I was able to watch. It was, we got a game seven, which is like. That's right. What can you? What more can you ask for? And I just think I—I I really think it was just Kawhi decided, giddy up. Yeah, in the first round, that's you get seven games. Kawhi had You're a great series. Yeah. Obviously, the Clippers got their shit together, won the fucking series. All right. Uh, okay. Let's keep it going. Running through the playoffs at a glance. That New York-Atlanta series got serious. In the elimination game Wednesday, Emmanuel Quickly's playoff performance in minutes are very frustrating. I can't say it enough. He didn't get the fucking minutes. That's the only knock I have on Tibbs for the season. Coach of the year. That's the only knock I have on him for the season. It's like, why didn't you go to what works? That's the only thing. I just don't understand it, man. Quickly is one. I think he's more valuable than Derrick Rose, but Tibbs went with his veteran guys. It's playoffs. It's Derrick Rose. It's Taj didn't hardly play during the whole fucking regular season. All of a sudden, he's playing all these fucking minutes. It was weird what Tibbs did in the playoffs. It was him being old school and being like, I got to go to my trusted mans. I wasn't a big fan of that. I'm a more of a fan of quickly than I am any buddy besides Randall on New York. Well, then you're not a fan of Thibodeau. I am. Because you could have seen that coming. I guess I didn't. What of it? <laughs> Lakers got eliminated Thursday. Don't have much to say about that. Bo, you got anything to say about the Lakers being eliminated? I guess uh, street clothes, as Charles Barkley named him. Oof. <laughs> That's about all I have to say. That was pretty bad. He yeah. had to, he had to play that game. There's no way Couldn't. he's not playing that game. He was supposed to be out for two weeks, and they tried to play him through it anyway. He's like, Stupid. that motherfucker called me street clothes. I got to play, coach. <laughs> it's just bad timing, and it's more injuries. And it's every year with AD and a lot of these bigs. He's like, Frank, you're not going to be here next year anyway. Just put me in. (laughs) You got nothing to lose. It's every year. I mean, I remember having a podcast with you guys last year and talking about, like, 
free agents and like what players could step up or whatever the fuck it was. And we went down like lists of players. And every time I said something about a player being injury prone, bro would be like, I don't know. That's like, yeah, of course anybody can get injured, but there are these guys in the league Mm -hmm. that get fucking hurt every damn year. And it's, it's really not coincidental. It's just these guys get hurt. And AD is one of them. Mm-hmm. LeBron never used to be one, but I think he's one now. And then you have, like, Gordon Hayward. It's like, dude, it's like the same thing. Like, I think It's guys where you avoid playing ba- fantasy basketball. You're like, yeah. I don't have anything yeah. to do with him. He's hurt every fucking year. It's like, oh, it doesn't mean he's going to get hurt this year. Well, yeah, it kind of does. I think LeBron's on, like, the Clayton Kershaw plan. <laughs> like, Clayton Kershaw, the pitcher for the Dodgers, is always like, like every July, he's like, "Oh, I'm out this month. I got something going on," and then he comes back in like August or you know September, and he's he's fresh and like ready to go for the postseason. All right, we got to get Bo out of here. He's fading. Big day tomorrow for all of us. It's a day alive. Bo, well, has, tell me, Bo well, has tell me, Bo has to go. Up, Jeff? To the organic hardware store and get another battery for his lawnmower. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> what time am I waking up? Never. Depends if I go to sleep, Bo. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. Forget about that. What are we missing? Anybody got anything to add? I mean, playoffs, we're rushing through it because we're getting late on time. And we only do one episode a week. I think we do a do a quick Grizz postscript. Go ahead. Take the reins. Guys, what are the Grizzlies going to do in the offseason? Are they going to pick up the club option on Justice Winslow? Don't care. Are they going to make any free agency moves? No. Are they just going to run it back with the same team and see what happens? They will. I think with the Winslow thing, I don't know who Winslow's agent is, but I bet you they bring him back for kind of agent relationship stuff, and I don't think the free agency pool is is very good next year. Nope, it isn't. And I, I, I feel like they're better off running it back with Winslow. I don't. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room, and I'm not – I don't have media access, but I'd I'd assume if the guy went to Duke and he was in Miami, that he's a good locker room guy. At the very least, you pay him the thirteen million because you're not going to pay anybody else. He's expiring. You can trade him or let him walk, and the agent's happy. And maybe Winslow pans out, maybe he doesn't. You fill that that uh, roster spot, that that little bit of salary slot, and. No, that's I think, how I think that plays out. I think with Winslow, they sign him because it's so tradable. Yeah, I think so, too. It's perfect. It's like the perfect thing, especially if you want to lump it with another contract and get a higher contract coming back in, like a better player, yeah, hypothetically. Use, use Winslow and some of that wing depth to... Yeah. Uh, to get a better player. Like a I Dylan it, and Winslow trade to get like a... No, 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 no. We're not talking about trading Dylan I'm just anymore. saying. I'm just saying, like, as a 
Like Dylan's a thirteen million player, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's his deal. So you have two thirteen million. That's twenty six million dollars you can take on a twenty six million dollar yeah. player. Like a of that would hypothetically be a very good player that's sure. getting paid twenty six sure. million dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Gotcha. Like, you want to act like the the Grizzlies have cap space to yeah. sign him. It's not a big deal, and they're not going to sign anybody better. I don't know if I feel like that's what Bo was saying. Yeah, well, it's, not that, it's not that they're not going to sign anybody better. It's just that they shouldn't try to like even overpay a quarter of the price Chandler Parsons themselves to right. like a three, sign, essentially signing Justin Winslow to a three-year contract next year when you could just, you know, you're not you, the likelihood that you're going to get a Dylan Brooks contract out of a Justice Winslow or a similar kind of Mm-mm. young players. It's unlikely. Yeah. If anything, we need less players and like a two for one trade actually does make sense. So signing Justice Winslow with the team option and packaging him with maybe Grayson or I don't fucking know who it is. If it's DeAnthony or Grayson, I don't know who it is. Or Brandon Clark is mm-hmm. very tradable, very high stock. I think a Trading a, like a two for one to somebody that wants to get off of some money or whatever right. the situation may be makes a lot of sense. It's not going to make sense for the Grizzlies to cut Winslow and get nothing. Right. I think it's I think it's easy to re-sign him. Yeah. And the front office, it's easily all tradable. the signaling from the front office is that they like Justice. Yeah, he's a good guy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They like him on the pinch. <laughs> <laughs> like he does well with the other guys. Like, he's not butthurt about not playing. Right. Or whatever the fucking phrase you want to use. He's not upset. He's still, like, gang. Everything from the end of the season shows that they want to keep him because they played him when he wasn't good. I watched watched Winslow on the sidelines. I watched his reactions. I watched the way he interacted with his teammates. He looks happy to fucking be there. Now, whether or not management decides that he's more valuable on the bench or as a trade asset Mm -hmm. is a whole nother fucking thing. Right. So we'll see. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, I'm excited to see what management does with the roster. I'm excited to see how the players grow over the summer. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Give them a, give them a summer league and a fucking training camp, man. Like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. And if it doesn't work, you have a a very tradable contract. I think it's going to be fun. I think Grizzlies, like I said, there's no depression here. It's all puppy dogs and sunshines. Everything looks good. Rose-colored glasses. We'll see if they can keep it up. Bo, we got to go, huh? Maybe. You got anything you want to say on that? Go Grizz. What are we doing next week? What series are we looking at? Oh, let's make that's it quick. A good question. Let's make it fucking quick. And get out of here. I feel like Denver Phoenix is like the easy series to pick, but Phoenix BF'd them, so I don't. I don't know, man. Well, we haven't. Se- well, we haven't seen any Clippers Utah yet. That's that's yeah. That's, that's the, the unknown, and that's the one. I I I I'd, I'd pick that one. Utah's rested. Clippers just played a seven game series. Let's yeah, watch. the first two games will tell us a lot. I'm good with that. Good with um, that. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> what? 
You could make a case for the focus series being um, – Don't say an East team. Brooklyn-Milwaukee because that means you only have to watch two more games. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for a shortcut. <laughs> Always looking for a shortcut. No, it's, it's Utah Clippers. I think you guys are right. Yeah. Let's watch that this week. Come back and talk about that. Game one, one tomorrow night? Sure. It is. It's in Utah. I feel like it's got to be because everybody, everybody else has played, T- right? Yeah. 9 o'clock TNT, uh, Utah <laughs> three and a half, uh, over-under is 220. We all have Utah winning that series. Yeah. Even Josh. <laughs> Even Josh, wow. who always is wrong. <laughs> It's okay. He'll never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's send it off, man. Unless anybody has any uh, players, teams they want to talk about. Anything uh, they want to get off their chest. I think I've said my piece. Bo, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm good. I'm great. All right, then. Let's send it off. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Josh, for being here earlier and away early and for a very long time. Brian, thank you for joining. <laughs> thank you for not going to a basketball game. Man, I almost, I almost got floor seats tonight again. Yeah. <laughs> almost had to take the PJ. Bo, my man, as always, right. thank you yep. very much. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.